This is the Piss Goff Podcast with your host, Yusuf Goff. They don't ever change And I pray I stay the same Everything thing But it hit us round me Good business with mad friends And bad business with mad friends Aha Ooh, that's Wale, the glass egg. That is the glass egg, bro. It's like, which one do you do? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another week, another episode. <coughs> Clearing my throat. See, don't you hate one? <coughs> I don't have a cough button. If you decide you're done now with that podcast, a minute and 20 seconds in, plus the intro my sister did, you're good. What's up, everybody? How's it going? How are you? What's what's new with you? What's new? You don't you guys don't message me uh, and tell me what's new with you guys. So you guys could do that more. Um, let's let's just get into it. How are you guys? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. Um, Monday uh, Monday was fun overall. Um, went to this is right after I recorded with you guys. Uh, I went and I hit Dingo's again, no drama, drama free, um, Quinn was hosting, it, w- it wasn't bad, it wasn't terrible, I mean, it's not great, but you know what, it was good, you know, at the end, uh, some regular people started coming and listening, so it was nice, it was nice that I got them in, or maybe I didn't, I don't know, we'll see, that's what I'll keep telling myself, and then, um, it was also nice when, I uh, went after to uh, Boulevard. Always, just always have a good time at Boulevard. Shout out to Anthony Crescenzo. He he runs a good fucking show over there at the Boulevard, uh, Mike. Uh, but you know that was good. It was a good time. Um, Tuesday, um, I went to Newark, and I uh, I tried. There was this one uh, Mike in Newark, and uh, yeah, I don't know if I'm going back there. I think my phone is correct in that. It's like when I typed in Newark in the phone and it was N-E-W-A-R. And before I could put in the K, it the phone was like, did you mean beware? I was like, I should have listened. It was fucking $20 for a fucking double. I know you said you hate that I drink and whatever, but I'm being honest here. I got a double, a Tito's and vodka double, just to get loose. It was a different room and I thought I was about to write, about to go up. And, uh, ugh. We'll see if I go back there. We'll see. It's not anything wrong with the room. It's just... I mean, I'll go... I'm, I definitely will be back there now that I'm being honest with you guys because it's uh, Mike as a mic and I'm going to grind it out. So, yeah, I hit two on Monday. Um, I did the uh, Dingoes and then I did um, uh, Boulevard and then I hit two on Tuesday. I hit the one in Newark and then I went to Jersey City and I hit the barge and the barge is great, you know? That might be my new Tuesday spot, you know, as long as, you know, they could keep going because it's, nice it's a nice little bar. Uh, they got a pool table there, 
and uh, and you're right by the door, so you can even get people from the outside as they walk by to come on in, you know, which is something I love doing. And uh, I'm I'm just fucking out here grinding. It was a great time. I had fun Tuesday, instead of going to the reserve, which now is going to be every other. I don't know what's going on with the whole mic scene. You guys don't care. This is inside baseball, right? Uh, let's see what happened Wednesday. Oh yeah, Wednesday was fun. Wednesday. Uh, well, normally I just do Wawa, but this time I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go do the Comedy Cove. And uh, and Luke went with me, but before we went to Comedy Cove, I saw that uh, Crescenzo and he and I have a, had a show on Saturday, which I'll talk about when I get to the Saturday portion. Uh, and and so I hit him up. I was like, Yo, you ever, is that a show or a mic that you're doing? Because uh, every Wednesday he does a show in in um, in Clifton, and he goes, It's a show. Come through, and I'll, I'm sure I could give you a spot. I'll let you do at least some time. And I was like, Hell yeah, dude. That's a double mic. That counts at least as a mic. And then it was a show. And then apparently some people dropped out. So me and Luke both got to do some time up there. Then we went to Comedy Cove. And we got to do some time up there. So another two mics. So now we're at six for the week so far. Um, Rhino on Thursday. I had the early and the late one. It was cool. Um, the Joke Thieves are back. There was uh, Sean Barry and Jewish Jerry Seinfeld. And uh, I used, I wasn't, when I did my time on the first show, the, the early show, uh, Jewish Jerry Seinfeld, I don't know his real name, that's just the name, he, I don't even know if he still goes by that. Let me think about it while I take a sip of coffee. I think his last name is like Green, Mikey something, Mikey Greens, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, that kid, he fucking, he's still doing the joke and now he's trying to say that. I that he did it before whatever dude I'm throwing it away Sean Barry said that he doesn't steal jokes anymore and I felt bad I threw him off his game and I never want to throw anyone off my off their game just like I don't want them to throw me off my game so I even got him a drink after to make up I was like look I'm sorry I shouldn't have shit on you while you were on, while you were on stage and while I was on stage because my I use my whole set to just to like not my whole set but a lot of my set I was like oh be careful that guy steals jokes I really just started with it and then like, just kept going with it. But then he, he was uh, thinking he was all funny and all that when he went on stage after. But he was, he was flustered. And then he was trying to make a funny, like, oh, well, you know, you and I are both here on a Thursday. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. But you, you, I don't see you anywhere else, doggy. I, I hit fucking six mics this week. These are now seven and eight. Where the fuck are you? Where are you out here grinding? Don't talk to me. And I was trying to go hit the ninth mic over at City Lounge, but apparently not enough of you fucking people over in the Lyndhurst area wanted to show up, as per usual. So I was like, I'd rather go to Rhino and get two than go down to City Lounge just for one. That's all I'm saying. I took a sip of water. Um, yeah, that was good. It was fun. Ended up shooting the shit after with a bunch of comics. And one of the uh, the one of these females that was there, she's uh, I think she's a comic. She just hasn't gone up, up yet, but she's like, "Oh, Yusef, eat a bag of dicks." And then I was like, and then I guess apparently, and I'll get to that on uh, on the Saturday night, the second portion. But it was like eat a bag of dicks. I was like, I was thinking like, is it like? Cause I just ate frozen chicken tenders that they put in like uh, a high grade toaster oven. Um, and 
when I ate them, like, that's what it was. It was frozen chicken strips versus, like, the kind you get at the supermarket where it's, like, prepared. They, sometimes they have, like, the cutlets ready with, the, like, the breading on it. So all you got to do is fry it. That's the one I prefer. That's what I was saying, thinking, like, if the bag of dicks is chicken, I don't want my shit frozen. I want my shit fresh, like, on the styrofoam tray with with the saran wrap around it and an expiration date. Not that shit that's been in a freezer for who knows how long. Frozen dick and tenderloins. But apparently, no, that's a Louis C.K. joke. Because he, anytime you mention a bag of dicks, it's automatically a Louis C.K. joke. So we'll get to that when I get to that portion. Anyway. Uh, Friday, oof, Friday, I needed to took a day off, uh, mainly because there was only a comedy competition at Rhino that I forgot to sign up for, and I was also really exhausted, probably from hitting all the fucking mics that I've been hitting that week, right? So, Friday, I finished up, uh, Squid Games, like, towards the, uh, end of my shift, I was watching it, and then I think I watched, like, the last episode right after my shift ended. And then I went to go put on Many Saints in Newark. And I think I took an edible or something. Because uh, all I know is not even two minutes in and I'm knocked the fuck out. I don't even think I got to see Joey Diaz's face before I fell asleep. And I think he was right early in there. But um, yeah, it was a rough one. It was a rough one, man. I was just so, I was so exhausted. And uh, I ended up sleeping until like. I don't know, like maybe 3 in the morning. I woke up. I got in my bed and then went right to sleep. So very uneventful Friday. Um, let's see. Saturday was fun. Saturday was fun. Had work all day and all that. Got out, slipped out right on time to get to the show. I missed uh, a little bit of Jonathan Swift's, which he was good. And then I also missed Luke, which I'm sorry. to. I wish I would have saw Luke. Um... But yeah, it was fun. It was a fun show. It was outdoors. It was a little chilly, so it was a little bit rough because people were starting to get a little uncomfortable um, with the cold. But I brought the heat with the jokes. And that's the thing, man. People, some of the comics were complaining because they're not used to doing outdoor venues. They haven't been grinding like me when, when the fucking, when this shit hit the fan. And we were here in July of 2020, and we were like able to go gather outdoors again. Thank the government for giving us that back. Uh, once we were able to gather back outside, I was grinding on those motherfucking mics, bro. I was hitting all the outdoor because that was all that was available. And now that there's indoor, I could do indoor, I could do outdoor. I know how to see the laughs, not just hear the laughs. Because that's the thing about outdoor. If the outdoor venue doesn't have, uh, ad, it's not adequately done. And sorry for this is fucking being all weird with the mic now. If it's not, if the outdoor venue's not done right, it's not going to work. You need a ceiling-ish. Even if it's like a tarp. Something that's going to capture the sounds. Otherwise, you're gonna, I mean, you, you don't have to. If you don't, then you're going to just think you you didn't do well. High ceilings. That's why they always say high ceilings is terrible for a comedy club. Why? Because the laps have more place to travel. It seems like they're less. If it's tight, it reverberates around the room. And then other people are like, well, why am I not laughing at, at the thing that everybody else seems to be laughing at? You know? It's like that experiment I was telling you about, the uh, conformity ex the conformity test. Like, even if you don't think it's funny, but everybody else thinks it's funny, eventually you're going to start just laughing just to fit in, to conform. Let me take a sip of water. Ah, that was coffee. That wasn't water. Sorry, I don't want to lie to you. What else? What else? Any updates? Yeah, so it was fun Saturday. Did the show. Did the, did the show. It was great. 
you know, got paid. Um, and, um, and then afterwards I went to Rhino. And that was, uh, that's where I got that. This guy called me the joke thief at the, right at the end of my set. This fucking corny ass kid raised his hand and I, I couldn't even see him. And then finally someone's like, oh, Yusef, you have a question? So I was like, what? A qu- All right, I, this isn't the Q&A portion of my set, but whatever, go ahead. I just, le- I was going to leave on a laugh. Fucking idiot. Uh, so he asked me, oh, is a, is a bag of dicks, uh, isn't that a Louis C.K. joke? And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? No, it's not a Louis C.K. joke. I thought about that when we were outside. I was talking to somebody who told me to eat a bag of dicks. And I get that where you think that because I've been calling out joke thieves. And he even got a big, oh, during it. Because a lot of those fuckboys are one to two mic a week people. So they just love drama, and they see that every time I'm there, I've caused the drama, so now they want me to have beef with this kid. But I don't even know his fucking name, dude. The funny thing is, Brandon sent me a picture, and said, is this the fuck boy? And I don't even remember, if, uh, I mean, still don't remember his name. I can look at the picture, but I don't even care. I don't want, let's say he's a nobody. Who is he? How long has he been doing this? Never. He fucking, when he's on stage, I barely can pay attention. I'm always swiping on fucking Bumble or something just to make something interesting. Like, yo, you're a nothing. Don't fucking, don't come at me like that, bro. Especially not. Bro, you know how desperate I have to be to swipe on Bumble up in Nyack with all those fucking weirdos? I just do it to see how weird people can get and screenshot it. I don't do that. I don't think I'm going to start doing that, though. I just came up with a great idea, Yusef. You came up with a great idea, Yusef. You came up with a great idea. Take a sip of water for that. All right, so what else? Anything else? Saturday. Oh, yeah, no, after the show, uh, we went to Rhino. I said that. Comedy guy, fucking bullshit, whatever. It was only one show Friday. It was just one. And then we're outside hanging out in the parking lot. We smoked a little bowski. And then we were like, you guys want to go to a diner? I fucking miss going to a diner with funny people. And then, thank God, only the funny people and a lady went to the diner. Um... It was me, Luke, Brandon, and um, I forgot her name, but she works uh, over at Rhino. And she says she's a comedian. When she gets on stage, I'll remember her name and I'll talk about her. But I don't like to talk about non-comics. That's not my family. Or relevant to stories. And I'm just, I was blanking on her name. So, Heather, there you go. Sorry, don't make me, why wouldn't you say my name? Yeah. So, yeah, we went to the diner, ate some food. It was great. It was a great time, great hang with the boys. Brandon, by the way, uses the bathroom still way too many times at the diner. Well, as soon as we got there, he went to the bathroom. Then he gets up, comes back by us, takes a drink order, which I think he only orders water, and then goes back to the bathroom, but tells us what his uh, food order is. We place his food order. He comes. Uh, I tell him that if he doesn't come back out, or his food is already here, he comes back out. And then he goes, oh, you piece of shit, I still have to poop. And then he goes back in. I'm like, how much poop does this guy make? I took a sip of water to think that he's full of shit. Literally. All right, we got a lot of segments over here. So that's pretty much that. What happened Sunday? Um, oh, yeah, Sunday was fucking yesterday. It was so dope. So, yeah, I cleaned my apartment. I uh, got my exercise in. I think I made a little bit of food, took a microdose. Uh, and then... And went to go see Jessica Kirsten over the dojo. 
and boy, yeah, she had, yeah, it was all females that when I got there at least, it was all females that were going up and they were all funnier at one, funnier after the other. And uh, it was a great lineup and then Jessica Kirsten, just hilarious. Not that the, the, them being female was relevant, but it's just an actual fact of the story. Um, because I'm not one of those people that say females can't be funny. I'm just saying they have to work hard and they have to work sometimes a little bit harder uh, because they have to overcome other things. So those women were hands down just genuinely funny regardless of their gender, especially goddamn Jessica Kirsten. Jessica Kirsten is fucking hilarious. She had a joke. I'm not even going to do it. I just, but I made sure I, I remembered it and I told her after the show. I was like, that joke was really, really fucking good. That shit hit home. And, uh, and I'm glad. I'm glad that, that I got to hear that because like it was a good joke and, uh, and I, didn't, and I didn't, like, fanboy out. Like, not that I'm, like, that big of a fan of hers. But, and I didn't want to bother her and all that and be like, hey, how you doing? You know, I, I feel like she's probably going to go on Rogan soon. Um, I think she has a special coming out or something. But anyway, I feel like it. if she's not going to be on there, I'm calling it right now. She should be on there. So, fucking Jamie, my Jamie, you talk to his Jamie. By the way, Jamie, you haven't even pulled up any videos because I haven't told you to what to pull up yet, right? Okay. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much that. Um, that's that. That's that was that Saturday, right? Oh no, it didn't. Then I remember what happened. I fucking saw Just Kirsten. I got mad inspired, and I went over to uh, Wawa, <clears throat> and I got there right on time. To, like Steve Picaro did like his last 10 seconds and then he gets off stage and then he goes don't go anywhere you're up next and then I go right up next and then I actually did a pretty decent job especially all things considered just what I hate just walking right in and going right up I hate that take a sip coffee coffee and water combo by the way great idea if you're going to be a podcaster you should do both so I'm giving you some ideas yeah, so then I did that, came back home, uh, watched Many Saints. Um, I don't think I ate this whole week because I didn't write down what I ate. So I didn't eat anything good this whole week, if anything. Like, not by that. I did eat something good. I forgot. Remember I said I went to the diner. I ate a cheeseburger there. It was good. But like, anything else I ate this week was unmemorable. Just me being, just put the food in the system. Boo. So boring. All right, <clears throat> Jamie, let's get started. Australia, what the fuck is going on there? Let's put a number one by Australia. No, that's a one by the... No, put it... That's a two then. Jamie, just listen. Sorry, Jamie's acting up. All right, go to the... There's the Crowder video, the one... No, not that one. Go to the... Yeah, Jamie, am I going to pay you? Do you know... Remember where I... I you're you're on my account, right? Okay. Well, you're not. Well, you're not, because if you look at the playlist, where's the podcast videos? There it is. See now you see it. No, not the KGB one. Put up the uh, the one. Yeah, right there, the Australia one. So we're not gonna play it. The audio. Just pull it up first. Uh, pause shots. it. Pause it. Thank you. Make it big. So yeah, on Crowder, um, this was the one on. Let's see, 
September 29th, he streams it, so he actually has all his facts on his website, so you know you could go there and check it. All sources and available and ladderwithcrowder.com. So yeah, here's uh, these are the Australian lockdown rules. Uh, I wanted to make sure I read them. And then I was going to look up the Queenland quarantine facility, but I forgot to do that. We'll, t- we'll, figure, we'll talk about it. We'll figure it out. Is this thing still recording? It's still going. Good. Okay, so here's what's, what's going on in Australia. Only one person per household should leave the home to get food or goods and services each day. You can take a dependent person with you if that person can't be left at, at home. So, for example, if you have a kid, you can bring your kid. But if your kid's old enough to stay at home, you can't bring your kid. You must, or, or also, like, if they're, I guess, really elderly, you can bring them with you if they can't be left at home. But you also must carry a face mask if you're not at home. That's fair. I mean, it's still a little wild that they're still crazy about it, but fair. Browsing in shops, not allowed. You cannot leave the Greater Sydney area to obtain goods and services. You cannot leave Greater Sydney to obtain goods or services outside of Greater Sydney. Crazy. For work, if it's not reasonably practicable for you to work from home. Wait, for work, if it is not reasonably practicable for you to work from home, what is the rest of it? All right, play it, but cut the audio. So if there's anything else, cut the audio for its hit play. Uh, let's see. Go forward 10 seconds, 10 seconds, 10 seconds. No, he'll go back then. Whatever. Read the rest of them. If you live in Greater Sydney, you can't leave your home to engage. You can leave your home to engage in exercise and outdoor recreation within your local government area or within five kilometers of your home. If you live alone, which means there are no other adults who live in the same home, you can have one nominated visitor. Take a sip of water. You want that, guys? You want that over here? Where if you live alone like me, no other people who live in the same home can come. Also, um, I can I can leave my house to exercise, which is fine. So that's good for me. But most people don't do that anyway. Uh, and pre- pretty much saying if you can, if it's not reasonably practicing, if it's not easy for you to work from home, then I get it. You could go work. But otherwise, you should be working from home. You can't leave the greater Sydney area to... You can't leave your city to get goods and services outside of your city. You can't browse in shops. You pretty much have to know exactly what you're getting. You have to always have a mask around you, which is fine. Again, that one is fine. But then it's like only one person can leave every day. So everybody else is pretty much a prisoner. They can only go outside to exercise. They can't leave... Only one person... Like, what the fuck is going on? And so people are protesting and they're rioting. And the Queenland quarantine facility that I wanted to talk about with the video, but I didn't uh, save it for, and I'm, I'm not going to have Jamie Lutt try to look that up. He's just going to frustrate me. And I'm trying to be happy. I have open mics tonight. Anyway. Fucking. Where was I go? Oh, the Queenland quarantine facility. They say by 2024, they're going to have the Queensland quarantine facility ready. Uh, which is pretty much just like, and I saw a video and it was fucking terrifying. These people are pretty much, it's like, imagine just trailer parks, but like set up like a FEMA camp thing where like you get your one bedroom, like mini one bedroom apartment, like railroad trailer and right next door is your neighbor. So you're all lined up along a street so they can just drive down and just hand people off their food that they're going to get for the day. And then everything, all they have to, their government's going to provide everything for them. 
And what are you providing for the government that they're going to keep providing for you and not just execute you or, or just stop feeding you or whatever? That's what you got to be careful about. Okay, so now these protests are turning violent over there. And they have all these people who are going crazy because they don't want to get locked down. And then you see videos. I don't even want to watch it, but you should look it up. Um, actually, you know what, Jamie? Go, go to my history. Go right there. You were in... Go up. Right there, you see where it says history? Good. Just see if I have anything about Australia here. No, I don't think so. Oh, that was a good video, though. Don't play it. Nothing about Australia. No, I didn't. Oh, crikey, I have that one. Oh, bloody animal. Get the buttons. What the You didn't even put the dark side of the ring in there, did you, you idiot? Go look and see if it's in the fucking ones. You have it. Good. You're a good guy. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to call you idiot, Jamie. Sorry. I'm t this is a little behind. Maybe you'll edit. Ed, Jamie, will you edit this out? You know, actually leave it in. It's better. So, yeah, I wanted to show you a video of these protests that they have. Where these cops are just slamming people on the down. And like, the, what I'm trying to think is like, uh, all right, maybe they're just following orders. Maybe. Also, maybe they're not just following orders. Also, maybe, just maybe. No, I don't think they're evil. I think they're just following orders. I think it's like the the. The Stanford prison experiment. I think what's happened is they know they have a little bit of power and they're just the prison guards versus the prisoners. And um, they just know that they can... Because they, you see, they're, they're, they have their mask below the nose, but then they're beating up this one woman because she didn't put her mask on quick enough. And it's like, that's where... That's not what you signed. I don't think that's what they signed up for. I think they signed up to keep the people safe, not to beat up the people because they're keeping them safe by beating them. You know what I mean? And uh, then I started seeing some crazy shit where the, 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 the protesters are going violent back. And I, that's not good. But, I mean, if it's going to send a message, I, I, for sure, you know, that, if that's how you want to do it. But then they're going to just meet your violence with violence. This has to be done. You can protest. You don't need the violence. But what you do need is all of those people to actually speak up against the people who they represent. Or who represent them, right? So, like, if everybody in my town was sick of a certain rule or something like that, uh, like we want a, a bicycle lane uh, on all the streets or something, so that way we don't have to be on the sidewalk, but we could be on the streets and not worry about getting hit by a car. Well, guess what? If enough of us fucking who ride bicycles want that, we can all go down and talk to the mayor. And if we has enough people who are bothering him, he's going to fucking, like most people, yo, when you talk shit about enough people, like unless you're Joe Rogan level where you can just post and ghost, if you hear enough shit, you'll delete your post if people are arguing. You know what I mean? Like with enough pushback, you can make a lot of people cave. So you don't need to go violent, Australia. The solution, which I don't even know if any of you guys are in my demographic. You guys don't listen to me in Australia. Well, you should. Well, you should. Because Puerto Rico's up to 2% now. I'll talk about that later. Let me take a sip. Oh, Australia, you do listen. I'm sorry. I forgot. Let me take a sip of water. Australia, you need to tell more of your people, listen to this. Listen to my advice. You guys need to all be working. You can't go out there and do that. But if enough of your politicians know you don't want these rules that are not working to keep on going, that's how you'll get them to stop. Okay? Do you know how uh, I got, like, they still tell me to put on a mask or they still have signs for masks everywhere, but I still refuse to wear them. 
And then when they say, oh, one place said, Yusef, you have to wear a mask. But you know how much I know they don't care? They don't care. You know how I know they don't care? They wear it when they care. But here's how I know they don't care. Wear the mask until you sit down. And then you should also wear the mask if you get up and go anywhere. But if you had forgotten, you take the mask off when you sit down. And then you go up to the bathroom without your mask. You're technically fine. Nobody stops you or says anything. If you go and order a drink or, a, or some food and nobody stops you or says anything, then just take your food and assume you're just vaccinated. So it's all for show. Okay? So anyway... That's what's going on in Australia, and hopefully it just doesn't happen here, because if it does, like, what the fuck's going to happen, man? It's going to be wild. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen if they, if people over here allow that. But that, that could happen. That could happen. You know what? Let's go play that, play that video um, right above it about the haven't read their history. We're not going to play the whole thing. I think it's just the beginning part, because then he just starts getting a little racist. All right, turn up the volume though. Wait, stop, pause, pause the video. Jamie, go back to the beginning of the video. Raise the volume up so that way the people at home can hear what we're hearing. And now press play. ...about uh, how much money we're borrowing. You know, we borrowed $3 trillion last year. We're going to borrow $5 trillion this year. People ask, is there a limit? Is there a limit to how much we can borrow? And I think there is. You want an example of good government? Look at your local government. Your local government spends what comes in. Now, you may wish they could spend it on more things, but your local judge, executive, your mayor, they can only spend what comes in. Um, the federal government could learn some lessons from local government. Um, our problem is we think we have a printing press, we have the Federal Reserve, and we think we can just print up as much money as we want and just keep spending it, and that's what they're doing. But even before we got to all the madness of spending now, we were already a trillion dollars short. If you add up Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, food stamps, and military spending, the big five spending, it's a trillion dollars more than comes in. And I tell people all the time, the responsible, reasonable thing you could do is spend a little bit less, not even dramatically less. If you spent 1% less across the board for most of the last five years, that would have balanced the budget within five years by spending 1% less. I tell people, people come up and everybody's got a good cause. Everybody wants the money to be spent on something good. So for example, we often have a group coming up with for Alzheimer's research. They'll either have a mother or a grandmother has Alzheimer's. They're afraid they're going to get it, and they want research. And I'll look at them, and I'll say, it's a good cause. And last year, we spent $100 million on research, but we're out of money. Would you accept $99 million? And everybody's like, well, yeah, that's fairly reasonable. But you tell anybody in Washington they're going to spend $99 million instead of $100 million, a 1% real cut in spending, they'll look at you like you have two heads. And it's a completely insane notion. And yet... Anybody's ever been in business, anybody ever been in business where you had to cut back on what you spent the last year because business isn't going as well? What happens in our economy is if the economy's not doing well, they spend more money. So we really just have to get back to practical things that all of us know in our daily lives are real and that we have to have a budget. We have to do some budgeting. When I go you back in September, though... So, so Rand Paul has a solution... That he says in five, I don't know if that those numbers add up. Let's be real. If you call set one percent only is not gonna balance the budget. I think you can't just spend one percent less, but we can't be spending more every time and balance the budget. That's for sure. So, that being said, I think you should at least look up the video. It's called "Haven't Read Their History." Rand Paul 
calls out the squad and it's by Forbes breaking news so you could check that out um, let's see what else do we want to talk about oh squid game I liked it by the way I just wanted to mention that I guess I'll just go down a little bit of a list squid game was good I watched that finished that I'm not gonna spoil it but I'll tell you this hey leave it with subtitles leave it with the subtitles but also have it dubbed have it in the language that you understand don't be if you are one of those people no I want to hear it in Korean so I'm reading the whole time then read a book if you want to read subtitles the whole time read a book don't watch a movie read a book I watch my movies with subtitles so if I don't know what they said I can look down and I can see what they said but if you want to watch a movie that's a foreign movie that has it in English read a book fucking seriously what are you doing I'm gonna try that as a joke tonight I'm gonna or I'm just gonna make fun of fucking nerds who are like no I like a manga I like to read the manga because then they say dirty words instead of you hearing the guy say something not so dirty whatever dude here's the difference it'll be like the coast is clear and instead it'll be like all clear as a subtitle but the guy said the coast is clear because all clear is not enough words for the guy to move his mouth it's the same fucking thing though fucking people are so dumb what else do I want to talk about you want to do the dark side of the ring let's do a little fun shit <coughs> I have some clips from. Sorry about the cough, guys. Plane ride from hell. Wait, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Pause, pause, pause. All right, let's see. Which one do we want to start with? Oh man, this is the. This is called the plane ride from hell. Dark side of the ring. You can watch the full episode. It's by Vice, and it's uh, it's on YouTube. These are all on YouTube, by the way. Uh, Ad free for me because um, I'm an idiot and I actually pay extra, so I don't have to hear ads. Take a sip of coffee. Yusuf, how long have you been paying extra to, to watch ad for you? Oh, I've been doing it way longer than you guys would. Yeah, I pay 20 bucks a month because I watch a lot of shit on YouTube. I do a lot of research. And you know when I started? It was when I got a free month of YouTube ad free. And it was right around the time I was every other fucking video I watched had a 30 second vote for me on Mayor Bloomberg video. And I said, wait, I get a free trial. I'll find. Yeah, I'll take you up on that YouTube. I don't have to pay to watch these Bloomberg ads anymore. Oh, for absolutely for sure, please. So anyway, this is the plane ride from hell. Um, is this going to spoil it for you? Whatever. If it is, uh, I guess I'll, I'll leave a note. Fast forward, what is it? 34, 50, 34 minutes. We'll just say 35 minutes to blank for plane ride. Ride spoiler. All right, now it's 35 minutes. All right, so the first one I want to do is they drugged each other, and this shit's just hilarious what they were saying. This is, what is it, four, go down, Jamie, go to 14 minutes and seven seconds. That's one second. Whatever, I guess it's close enough. Hit play. We had a lot of drunk people. Oh, shoot, the boys, could, they can get drunk in one hour. When you're doing GHB or pills or anything like that, Percocets or Vicodins and stuff that were around, you can do a lot of damage, period, in one hour. 
But it was always booze and pills in the WWE because we had doctor's prescriptions. And as long as you had a doctor's prescription, it was okay. Of course, it wasn't because, you know, we'd have doctors write us whatever we wanted. Halcyons, GHB, Placidil. No, the Placidils, I think, were in the early 90s. Oh, not yet in the 90s. GHB and Halcyons on the flight. Halcyons were some things that we took sometimes just to go to sleep for a long period of time. And um, sometimes you use them for a rib too. Not like your own rib. There used to be called H bombing, and it was Halcyons. And I seen so many guys dropping these H bombs in the drinks in order to get the mark to pass out. They shave his head. They, you know, whatever they do. Girls, local girls, you know, were put out so the boys could have their way with them while they're oh. out. I mean, this was rape. It was rape. It was kind of normal. Kind of rape. Places that I've been. You never leave your drink exposed. What? That's <laughs> because the boys think seeing somebody froth at the mouth and slur their speech, they can't stand up, manage their own faculties. It's funny. So pretty much, they're just like they would do as many drugs as they wanted to do. They had a doctor writing a prescription, and then for fun, they would drug each other. Sometimes even women thinking that's funny. Like, this is wild shit, man. I don't know. I don't know how this shit went on. And this was in the 90s, evidently, or maybe the 80s. But what was this one? Planes are weak, question mark? What did I write? Oh, no, wrestlers are dumb. And wrestlers are dumb. Yeah, how are planes basically supposed to go through buildings? Listen, this is a fight between Brock Lesnar and some other big guy. I'll go to 19 minutes and 27 seconds, right about there. All right, hit play. So I go back there, and they're plate fighting. It's just they're plate fighting in the emergency exit room. Brock picks Kurt up, and then they hit the emergency door. This was a big boom. Everyone jumped up. And we're like, stop, stop. It was their own teammates that finally got it to stop because they were scared. I'm not a mechanical engineer. I don't know what all it takes to pop that uh, security door. But I didn't want to find out at 30,000 feet above the air. You have all these people. <gasps> Could you imagine what happens if that door opened? If you, you think about it, it's physically impossible to open that door. They would have no idea of knowing the door couldn't pop out. But they were throwing each other against the fuselage. And if that fuselage breaks... The airplane could depressurize it now. You're doing an emergency landing. And where are you going to land if you're over the Atlantic? The way... Exactly. That's crazy, man. These motherfuckers were... They, I didn't know that planes could be broken through like that by two giant wrestlers. or like two 300-pound men. Uh, oh, here's a... Go. To, you want to hear something funny about Brock? Is that how far is that ahead? Go to 2036. Oh, you didn't... Why'd you do it that way? You could have just fast... Whatever. Right there, yeah. All right. So, uh, they're talking about Brock Lesnar here. Ready? Young. He was getting a big push. Brock Lesnar is an animal. Brock was very new to the business, and he exposed himself to me at the um, insurrection pay-per-view like a real dick. I remember that night I was doing interviews. and Jackie in a tag team match. I was backstage, and I hear my name called. And Brock was in this room. Dustin was in the room, my ex-husband at the time. And Brock did the whole thing. I, I 
no sold it went to my dressing room Dustin came in he's like don't sell it I'm like I'm not selling it I didn't sell it I'm not gonna in other words let it lie leave it alone attempts to reach block Brock Lesnar went unreturned uh, I had that's wild so they just let him just do wild shit like that and then they were also pretty much like hey uh, yeah, don't complain about it let's make this a very weird place to work for everybody look at it I get it look I get it it's like a ma mostly male environment they want a, their locker room but like that's not a fucking I mean then again it was the 90s I'm not saying it's acceptable but I mean that's what that kind of shit dude the weird shit that fucking happened in, the, in, like, locker rooms when I was a wrestler in the 2000s was weird. We would fucking run around naked. And to think about it, there was a coach that had to watch, like, underage boys running around naked. They were probably pedophiles, now that I'm thinking about it. They were mostly probably pedophiles. If you're a high school gym teacher, boys gym teacher, probably a pedophile. Undercover. I they never touched me. I wasn't one, but whoa. I don't know. Where did I where did I even how did I even get there? Ric Flair exposed himself also. Scott Holt was drugged so much that he starts licking some face. Um then they like kinda cover up Ric Flair. I don't want to keep playing any more of that. You guys should watch it. That was from the plane ride from hell. It just like nonstop just just these fucking guys snitching on each other for shit. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. You gotta watch it. So that's uh, that's number five we put there, Jamie. We're going to put that as number five that we talked about. Um, what else? Do I go into a crazy theory? We can go into the vaccine. Okay, we'll do that. You guys see the vax scene? The vax scene. It's the newest Colbert skit because he's been doing that for a while now he's trying to get everybody vaccinated so he makes a scene about the vaccine which is pretty much just like he could just say like this week sponsored by pfizer this week sponsored by moderna this you know what i mean this week sponsored by johnson and johnson but instead he just he just dances with needles more proof that he's a show that's that's all i gotta say about that he's a fucking show i think now that this vaccine might be a mark of the beast not necessarily, but the pe way people are acting, it's like very Mark of the Beast-like. And evidently, this one weird video I saw when I was very high, uh, this kid showed me, uh, was babies that were born, like the mother got the vaccine when she was pregnant, and the babies that are born, they're like a couple weeks old, and they're lifting their head up, doing things that normal babies shouldn't be able to do, and their eyes are very, very big and black. Like It looks like they're mostly black with a little bit of white, Instead of normal people's eyes, which have like a, a normal ratio. Um, oh, real quick to go back from this since I have JR's face in front of me. He looks a lot like, fuck it. He reminds me of my friend Assad. So Assad, you're fucking JR. That's how you act. You act very JR. Anyway. Is it the Mark of the Beast? I don't know. But it's wild shit. Yo, this is Project Veritas. I don't know what, how much I'm going to play of this. But you need to watch it. Let me see. I put... Ah, it's too long. It's too long. All right. Well, you know what? You can play the beginning because it says enough of it. This is... Watch this. If you go and look up Project Veritas, this is part two and part three. Deception, Prophet. Right. Hold on. Now, 
Ugh. Whatever. Blow darts of J and J and go to the unbashed. This guy's from the FDA. Blow dart and I remember reading about how with COVID trials they were having an issue recruiting African American people. Can't blame them. I can't, but at the same time, like blow dart. That's where we go. There needs to be a registry of the people who aren't vaccinated. Although that's sounding very Germany. The Germany that you're thinking of. It's not So you could watch the full video. That was just the beginning, minute and a half. Uh, it's Project Veritas Part 2, FDA official blow dart African Americans and wants Nazi Germany, Germany registry for unvaccinated. Now, he, he literally thinks he's just on a date with this guy and that they're just talking off the record, but I'm just, I give it up for these fucking people, not fucking, give it up for the good people at Project Veritas who are getting this information out. Like, look, he's literally, he works for the FDA and he's like, we're having a hard time with the minorities. We should just, and again, this is one person probably joking around, probably, but realistically, you know where he's not joking is he thinks that we should just like lie. He said at the end, we'll just say it's vitamin C shots. It's just, just, but we're just going to give you an mRNA fucking vaccine. No, thank you. Well, this is America. We're supposed to have freedom. And that leads to the next video, which is part three, which you should also watch. That was posted six days ago. It's got 1.1 million already. So if it were your kid, if it were your kid, would you get them vaccinated? I don't think they need it. So what would you say? Homeschool or get the vaccine? It's a kid. It's a fucking kid, you know? Kids shouldn't have to get a fucking vaccine. They're a kid, you know? Meet scientist Justin Durant and regional business lead Brandon Shatt, officials with pharma giant Johnson & Johnson. Both men echo startling admissions about their own company's COVID vaccine and their concerns on long-term repercussions for children. It's a kid. You just don't do that, you know? It's not some unknown in terms of repercussions down the road. You know? So would you say we don't know the repercussions of it? I mean, how could you, right? There's nobody who's 30 years in who said, hey, I've had the vaccine and I don't have a third eyeball. Do you think it's about the money? Politics, money. Justin Durant, Numbers. scientist at Johnson & Johnson, is clear on one thing. Don't get this vaccine. And he doesn't want you to know that he said that. 
He even texted our journalist reminding her to keep what he said secret, Yo, saying if the public found out, he could get in mad trouble. <laughs> Yo, I could get in mad trouble, B. I know it was on that date, and it was great, and I told you shit I shouldn't have said while we ate. But I could get in mad trouble, B. Don't be dropping that knowledge. So, yeah, you can watch more of that video. Uh, it's called Johnson & Johnson. Kids shouldn't get a, a vaccine. There are unknown repercussions. This is part three uh, of their Project Veritas. And uh, let me see. Do I have any more coffee left? Let me take a sip. Mm. Almost done, but still some. Love it. Um, yeah, it, it's just wild, man. It's wild that, that these people are saying, like, yeah, we're not we're not going to... Or we should be blow darting people who don't want it. Kids shouldn't be get like now. There's people who are saying like we shouldn't. The first lady in the first video, she was uh, she was saying that they're not able to report and people aren't reporting adverse reactions to the vaccines. And when they do, they get in trouble. And then when she goes and says it, and she goes, she had a one of her nurses, her fellow nurses, got the vaccine. She had adverse reactions and she died. And when they tried to report it, they were like, we don't have time for that, pretty much. Or we don't know how to do it. I don't remember the exact words. You can watch that video as well. Well, it turns out they fired her. So, uh, yeah, they don't want you speaking out against it. And that's why there's not a lot. Well, Yusuf, if there was... This is the dumb people. Oh, well, Yusuf, if, you, if this was so true, then wouldn't more people be speaking out? Well, if not if they want to keep their jobs. Why am I speaking about it? Because if I lose my job for speaking about it, Best believe I'm sure I can find a lawyer who is on the same side as me who will help me make sure we get our just dues financially. For speaking outside of work about something that you believe, you're going to get in trouble? Did I describe a non did I sign some non-disclosure agreement where outside of work I'm your property any 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 did anybody do that? That's wild. Some fucking wild shit going on, man. Oh, and then uh, Biden got his vaccine, um, and he was pretty much saying, like, he needs, I guess, to get 90%, 97% vaccination. Start the video, and then if it's anything important, I'll, I'll play it. But I don't think I need to. Hello, everybody. How you doing? We're going to probably have to wrap this up soon so I can eat a little bit. Senior press, come and watch someone get a shot. Oh, they're going to watch him get the shot. <laughs> Me either. Any rate, uh, like I did in my first uh, and second COVID-19 vaccination shot, I'm about to get my booster shot and do it publicly. That's because the Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, looked at all the data, uh, completed the review and determined the boosters for the Pfizer vaccine, others will come later, maybe, I assume, but the Pfizer vaccine are safe and effective. They've had all the data they need. And last week they laid out who is eligible for those boosters for now. You're eligible for a booster if it's been six months since your second Pfizer shot and if you fall into one of these categories. People over 65 which is hard to acknowledge. Um, adults, I'm only joking, folks. Adults with certain underlying <laughs> health conditions like diabetes and obesity. And those who are at increased risk of COVID-19 because of where you work, 
or where you live, like healthcare workers, teachers, first responders, grocery store clerks. If you fall into these categories, you're eligible for the booster. Now, I know it doesn't look like it, but I am over 65. I wish I <laughs> way over. And that's why yeah, no, I'm we know. my booster shot today. The booster line uh, is uh, if you're fully vaccinated. The bottom line is that you're fully vaccinated and you're highly protected now from severe illness, even if you get COVID-19. You're safe and we're going to do everything we can to keep it that way with the boosters. But let me be clear. Boosters are important. But the most important thing we need to do is get more people vaccinated. The vast majority of Americans are doing the right thing. Over 77% of adults have gotten at least one shot. About 23% haven't gotten any shots. And that, uh, that distinct minority is causing an awful lot of us, uh, uh, an awful lot of damage for the rest of the country. Really? This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. That's why I'm moving forward with vaccination requirements wherever I can. On Wednesday, I'll be traveling to Chicago to talk about why it's so important that more businesses are instituting their own vaccine requirements. We know that to beat this pandemic and to save lives, to keep our children safe, our schools open, our economy going, we need to get folks vaccinated. All right, pause. That's, that's clearly not true, what he's saying there. First of all, if he's saying that there's 23% of people, let's just round it up to 25 that are not vaccinated. That's one out of four people. We can't be causing all this pandemonium that you're claiming. This is not a. Uh, this is, this is not a uh, a pand. A, what do you call a pandemic of the unvaccinated? This is a pandemic of people going back to being dirty fucking people after they think that they're safe because you lied to them with this vaccine. That's the truth. That's the honest Yusef's truth. This is now Doctor Yusef. I'm going to tell you. So in March. In February and January of 2019, when this was first coming out before we were locking down and people started actually taking this seriously, I started noticing more people were washing their hands when they left the bathroom than they would in the past. A lot of people, a lot of people will go into the bathroom, whether they're doing one or two, walk out and not wash their hands because they're disgusting. Now I can see if you peed, and you got a hog like me and you can just flop it out and flop it back in real quick. You don't even touch any meat. All I'm doing is unzipping and unbuttoning and letting everything flop out and then flop it back. I just pull the underwear down, let it flop out over, PPP, shake, 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 pull it back up. Let the underwear, let the, let the meat flop down to the leg and go down one leg. It always chooses the right leg. But, but like, but if I poop, I wash my hands. People don't wash their hands. People aren't being smart. If you're sick, don't go out or wear a face mask. But they don't want to do that because, no, I don't have to. I'm, I'm, I'm vaccinated now from everything is what they think. So that, that's, the, that's where that comes in. So it's, not a, it's, not an, it's about people who are unvaccinated. It's about people who are unhealthy and make unhealthy and uh, very poor hygiene decisions. I was hearing a lot of people saying in comedy, hopefully they were, these are jokes, but early on when we would get back, like, yeah, did you guys wear the same clothes for a week straight because you didn't have to go out and not shower for a week? Who didn't shower for a week, you dirty fucks? That's disgusting. Did you not go out and get exercise either? And then you wonder, then you wonder why you're sick. So that, that's what it comes down to, man. Do you want to play any more play it again? Let's see. Please do the right thing. 
Please get the shots. And, Before we force uh, can you. Save your life. You can save the lives of those around you. And it's easy. All right, pause. Excess- it's, all right, it's not. It's not going to save... <coughs> Excuse me. It's not going to save your life. It's not going to save the lives of those around you. I am convinced at this point, through the research that I've seen, that the efficacy of the vaccine is probably just as effective as if you instead of getting like the amount of sickness in, in your hospitalization, yeah, it is reduced. 100%, that works. That's true. Your, your amount of sickness if you're vaccinated versus unvaccinated, let's just go ahead and say is true. But here's what I'll also tell you. Instead of getting the vaccine, you can also, and this is not for everybody. I'm going to go ahead and say like Assad, if you're listening, Manny, I know you're listening. You guys get the vaccine. You guys are lazy, fat fucks. You don't want to do anything ever. You need the vaccine. Me, instead, I will take vitamin C. I'll take my zinc. I will take my, uh, my vitamin D. I'll get my exercise. I'll do my 90 minutes of exercise a day. And I'll feel great. And I'll eat healthy food and I'll feel great. And then you go ahead and go to a restaurant where they make your food very terribly and you'll eat your fast food and you won't exercise. And yeah, you know what? If you get sick, you're going to have a lot harder of a time than me. You're not going to just have a stuffy nose. Okay? And that's why, yeah, maybe for you, you should. But here's the thing. I don't have to, I shouldn't be forced into doing it. So with Biden now, he's trying to make it a forced thing. He want, He says later on, he wants 90% vaccination. What's in the vax, bitch? Andrew Dice Clay. What's in it? What's in the booster, bitch? What is it? What is it? What? What is it? Oh, it's money in your pocket. It's a second summer home in the Hamptons. One for you and one for Hunter, right? Where he could hang up all his paintings. So that's the. You know what I want you to play next? Uh, if we're gonna do that, we're, because like that. That's just the. That's the ridiculous thing. Is like. He thinks that, that he's helping people, right? And God bless him for that. For that, I'll go ahead and give him credit. If you think you're helping people by doing this, God bless you. But what you don't realize is you're, you're going from helping to forcing. It's like, it's like if you want to help somebody, so you want them to be more religious because you're religious. So you want to help them by being like, yeah, come be more religious. Like, no offense, but kind of like the way my dad did with me. He was like, you know, he tried to help me by making me be more religious to the point where he would force me to go to the mosque when I didn't want to and force me all the time to go and do these things that I didn't want to do and, and hang out with people I didn't want because he said eventually, no, you're gonna, these, are your, these are supposed to be your people. They were not my people. My people are the comedians. Okay, those, that's the place where I fit in. That's a place where I feel comfortable, and then that's the thing. It's like, when you forced me, and unfortunately, hopefully, if my dad hears this, I apologize that I'm spitting the truth now. But, like, if you force someone to do something long enough, and they really don't want to do it, when they have the autonomy, they're not going to do it. When you forced me long enough to wear a mask, and I didn't want to do it, after a while, I'm going to decide I'm not going to do it. So I didn't do it anymore, and I'm not going to do it anymore unless I feel sick. So that's pretty much what I wanted to get out. Oh, man, I do have to go food shopping, too, before the mic. I really don't know if I have time. Uh, what else do I want to talk about? I did want to do that fucking Joe Rogan video. I wanted to do... Did I do that? Oh, the KGB thing. We have to do the KGB thing, because that kind of leads into this. All right, hold on. Let me just... Let me think about this. No, but what was I going to say? Yeah, so look, look, I get it. Look, if you want to boost people up and, and shoot people up if they want it, I get it. But really, it's, it's, it's looking at me like this is a financial thing. It's all about politics and money. 
and power. And that's what they were saying in this little Project Veritas videos. And it's kind of hard to, to not believe them. So before I leave you on the 1 minute and 45 video, instead of a song, actually, I think I'll do that, the, the, the Joe Rogan video that I like. Um, Rogan was talking about this on one of his podcasts, and I thought it was very interesting. Oh, wait. Yeah, I should play both. Oh, fuck. Do I have that sounds familiar thing? I don't know if I have it. This is wild. No, I have to find this now. So we're going to play a couple videos real quick that are wild, 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 wild. You have to listen. This guy wrote a book. This is a three-minute thing. It's called Sounds Familiar by Larkin Rose, L-A-R-K-E-N Rose. He wrote this book, How to Become a Successful Tyrant. Ready? How to Be a Successful Tyrant. It's my first book. I finished writing it in 2005, and it came out in 2006, so I finished writing it 15 years ago. It's currently out of print. Um, I'm working on getting the second edition back into print. Thought I'd give a dramatic reading of one little part of it. This is chapter two, Exploiting Fear. This is on Netflix. From the beginning, too. subheading, Fear as a Tool. Now, keep in mind, this is written as a manual for someone trying to be a tyrant. So when it says you, it's talking to somebody trying to be a tyrant. Almost all oppression via propaganda is based upon scaring people and then presenting a false choice where the people can choose either to do what you want them to do or face some unknown, often purely fictional horror. This is not the method of the common thug, which can be summarized as, do this or I will hurt you. A successful modern tyrant never presents himself as the thing to be afraid of, as doing so would obviously create resentment and hatred in the peasantry, and that leads to resistance. Every thing to be feared, or TTBF, with which you terrorize your peasants must be presented as some separate outside evil that only you can save them from. You must present the simple choice between obedience to you and the threat of some unpleasant happening, which does not appear to be of your doing and which you pretend to lament the existence of. In short, you must deceive and scare the citizens into voluntarily giving up their freedom. Ooh, sound familiar? The people never give up their liberties, but under some delusion. End quote, Edmund Burke. A simple example would be making up a plague of some sort, assuring people that millions are doomed to die, and then claiming that giving you a lot of money and control is the only hope of averting disaster. Or perhaps, instead of making up a disease, you can pick a real disease grossly exaggerate the risk it poses to the peasants, whip them into a frenzy, and then present yourself as their only hope for salvation, which, of course, will require you to be given much wealth and power. Recent history gives many examples to build upon, such as AIDS, anthrax, mad cow disease, etc. Even the common flu can be used to spread alarm and panic in the peasantry. Sound familiar? He wrote that again in like 2006, 2007. So they probably saw that. There, some of the people in charge, they read it. They were like, yeah, this is, uh, this is absolutely something I need to, to show other people, I guess. So that, that was the wild thing, the sounds familiar thing. And that kind of leads me to go, go back to the, the podcast videos. Go to the KGB one. And open 
you, you can see it with your own eyes. All, all you have to do, all American mass media has to do is to unplug their bananas from their ears, open up their eyes, and they can see it. There is no mystery. There is nothing to do with espionage. I know that espionage intelligence gathering looks more romantic. It sells more deodorants through the advertising, probably. That's why your Hollywood producers are so crazy about James Bond type of, of thrillers. But in reality, the main emphasis of the KGB is not in the area of intelligence at all. According to my uh, opinion and opinion of many defectors of my caliber, only about 15% of time, money and manpower is spent on espionage as such. The other 85% is a slow process which we call either ideological subversion or active measures, active мероприятия in the language of, of the KGB, or psychological warfare. What it basically means is to change the perception of reality of every American to such an extent that despite of the abundance of information, no one is able to come to sensible conclusions in the interests of defending themselves, their families, their community, and their country. It's a great brainwashing uh, process, which goes very slow, and it's divided in, in four basic stages. Uh, the first one being demoralization. It takes from 15 to 20 years to demoralize a nation. Why that many years? Because this is the minimum number of years which requires to uh, educate one generation of students in the country of, of, of your enemy, exposed to the ideology of the enemy. In other words, Marxism-Leninism ideology is being pumped into the soft heads of, of, of at least three generations of American students without being challenged or counterbalanced by the basic values of Americanism, American patriotism. The result, the result you can see, most of the people who graduated in the 60s, dropouts or half-baked intellectuals, are now occupying the positions of power in the government, civil service, business, mass media, educational system. You are stuck with them. You cannot get rid of them. They are contaminated. They are programmed to think and react to certain stimuli in a certain pattern. You cannot change their mind. Even if you, if you expose them to authentic information, even if you prove that white is white and black is black, you still cannot change the basic perception and the logic of behavior. In other words, these people, uh, uh, the process of demoralization is complete and irreversible. To get rid society of these people, you have you need another 20 or, or, or 15 years to educate a new generation of patriotically minded and, and, and uh, common, common sense people who would be acting in favor and in the interests of, of the uh, of uh, United States society. And yet these people who've been programmed and, as you say, in place and yes. who are favorable to an opening with the Soviet concept, mm -hmm. these are the very uh, people who would be marked for extermination in Most of them, yes. Uh, so yeah, that's this is called KGB defector Yuri Bezmenov 1985 interview explains KGB manipulation of US public opinion and the channel's uh, N Pa Tao N P A T O U. Uh Tao, whatever it's called. But yeah, he's pretty much talking about what the fuck's happened. And that was in 1985. Okay? In 1985 he's saying that that's what the Soviets wanted to do, is they wanted to make it so that way all they needed to do 
is have you the kids uh who, sorry i'm putting a little food in the oven real quick before i go and do the mics uh he wanted he's like yo we're gonna just train people to just love our views and look at what's happening now all these fucking weirdos that want to do all this weird shit that they love uh oh let's be fucking um oh let's be socialists and all that where did that all come from it came from the KGB. They did it. They trained. They did it. They fucking got us. Fuck, man. How do we get out of this? What's my solution? Well, like he said, you need a whole other generation of open-minded people who are willing to say, like, no, I don't, I don't believe that. I don't like that. No, I'm not going to do that. And so that's what we're going to need. We're going to need people who are going to have to raise. They're going to have to maybe be homeschooled. And it's going to take now 15 years to raise a whole other generation. And it's going to be a generation of people who are hopefully like me, who are like just more open-minded, not just I'm going to listen to whatever the fuck you tell me because I'm just a brainless piece of shit. I don't know. I don't want to make fun of people. It's not your fault if you were brainwashed by the system of ours. But it, but it is sad. I'll say that. Um, now, you know what? I don't want to end on that. So we're not going to end on that. We're going to play this video and I actually want to talk about a little bit of it. There's this thing, uh, it's Freedom. It's called Freedom Joe Rogan. It's by Samuel Rivera. It was posted a month ago. It's got a lot of views. Half a quarter million. As soon as you give politicians power, any kind of power that didn't exist previously, if they can figure out a way to force you into carrying something that lets you enter businesses or lets you do this or lets businesses open, historically, they are not going to give that power up. They find new reasons to use we have to protect those freedoms at all costs, whether you agree with people's choices or not, because it is the foundation that this country was founded on, freedom. This idea of freedom, there's so many people that think it's frivolous, it's not important, it's not the main thing that we should be focused on, but it is the literal structure that allows this country to be so fucking amazing. Every single country that's ever existed other than the United States, up until 1776, every fucking country that has ever existed was run by dictators, all of them. This is the first experiment in self-government that actually worked, and it created the greatest superpower the world's ever known. It created the greatest cultural machine, the greatest machine of art and creativity and innovation right fucking here. And how did it do that? It did it through freedom. And as soon as you see something, anything that comes along and inhibits your freedom, you should be very cautious of that. You should be very suspicious. Because anything that comes along that can inhibit your freedom is, by definition, anti-American. Tell me you didn't get fucking chills listening to that, man. And that's my whole point of all of this. Why? Why? What do you? What is your point, Yusuf? Well, it's fucking un-American to force fucking people to do shit. Okay, that's not what America is all about. America is about fucking freedom. And if you guys are willing, like fucking Franklin said, Benjamin Franklin, one of our founding fathers, those who are willing to give up freedom for security deserve neither. Never give up freedom. That might be a fucking great way to end this motherfucker, guys. Before I do, though, I do want to say shout out to Puerto Rico. You guys are at 2% now. Uh, women, you're also now at 27%. So you guys are almost a third of the audience. Um, right now you're just a little bit more than a quarter. Hey, you're the same amount of people who are unvaccinated or women. 
Not that the, that the women are probably the ones who are vaccinated of my fans, but what does it matter? Oh, 45% of you guys listen on Spotify. Cool. Um, and then 24% of you listen on Apple and 24% of you listen on Android, um, which is cool. So that's like almost 50%, right? But then there's still about 5% who listens on a web browser. Who the fuck is listening on a web browser? How do you even listen to this on a web browser? I want you... If you're the person who's listening on a web browser, email me at, do you know how to email? You probably do. You're on a web browser. Open up your email and then, and the, and the subject to put pissed golf podcast, P I S you know how to spell the name, but put podcast after at gmail.com. Send me an email. Let me know who you are. I'm fucking, I'm going to make a shirt and send it to you. Be like, I listen to pissed golf on a browser. On a web browser. I'm going to get you a custom shirt signed by me. Maybe I'm not going to actually do that. Also, female listeners, if you want to let me know who you are and you haven't already told me you're one of the many ex-girlfriends that likes to listen and still likes me and wants to stay in my life, then please let me know who you are too. Uh, I'd like to know if uh, I could do anything better. What else I want to talk about? Oh, Puerto Rico, stand up. We got all those other countries we don't have to talk about. But you guys, just keep telling your friends, like, subscribe, subscribe, review. I don't think there's any new ones. Let's go double check real quick while we're on the phone. Can I do it? If I go to this, is it going to end the recording? It might. It didn't so far. Let's go to my podcast. And let's go all the way to the bottom. Five stars, seven ratings, five out of five stars. Only one review. It's from me. The only person who wrote an actual review review. So technically it's out of six ratings. I was the only one who didn't. Whatever, guys. You get it. Anyway, let's play. Uh, hey, Jamie, pull up the yeah, play the outro music. It's going to be Soundtrack to My Life by Kid Cudi. And, um, and then I'll see you guys next week. And I'll uh, let you know what's been going on with me and all that shit, you know? Love you guys. Peace. Oh, wait, hold on. I got 99 problems and they out bitches Wish I was bigger man Carefree living, but I'm not Sean Or Martin Louis, I'm the Cleveland nigga Rolling with them broken boys Know what I'd be when you start living large I could live my own life, Charles was never in charge No sitcom critiques got about to drop Or even explain the troubles that haunted my mom On Christmas time, my mom Christmas grind Got me most of what I wanted, how'd you do it mom? Huh? She got the cords of a play within the room by myself While he by himself He got two older brothers, one hood, one good An independent older sister kept me fly when she could But they all didn't see A little bit of sadness in me Scotty, I got some issues that nobody can see And all of these emotions are pouring out of me I bring them to the light you it's only right, this is the soundtrack to my life, the soundtrack to my life. Alright guys, later. See you next week. Love you. Peace.